You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things, worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, and on here we will discuss a variety of different topics from sports to entertainment to pop culture, but above all else, we will discuss how we can make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus, being joined by my prestigious co-host, as it were, Vicki Falsoni, joining us via Skype from her home in the lovely town of Newark, Ohio. Hello, Nicole. Hello, hello. <laughs> I just do it now at this point because you laugh every time I do it. Well, you I mean, if you did, I feel like there would be some people that would wonder if something was wrong. Right? Because it's just become it's become your gimmick. It's become your thing. catchphrase. It's your thing, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it spawned a shirt over at the uh, at the official online store of the PFC Podcast Network, and that, of course, the CafePress.com forward slash CTPH store. Um, how's I was waiting for it. Well, listen, I'm a figure. I might as well just do it now. Get it out of the way. Because I don't want it to be the elephant in the room. Because you know it's coming. You yeah, know, and, and until that time comes, you find yourself in a sense of, not anxiety, but you're like holding your breath waiting for it. I could be a real jerk about things and just wait till the last 30 seconds of the show. And then you can exhale. By that point, you're going to pass out. Ah, true story. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, we are recording this on a Saturday evening. Yeah. which is something out of the norm. Um, and with that time comes <laughs> certain, <laughs> certain things that, uh, that, that take place behind the scenes that wouldn't necessarily happen during the recording sessions. Um, be that as it may, I, I'm looking forward to a good show here. I think uh, we're going to do something of a follow-up kind of a part two, if you will, uh, from last week's show in which we discussed a 
couple of different aspects of how to quote unquote win at life because that is what ultimately we are all trying to figure out how do we win at life uh we are going to uh we're going to tackle a different avenue to this and i feel like this is going to generate some sort of discussion some sort of, of feedback because when you start going down this particular avenue and we'll, and we'll, we'll get to it here in a moment um it conjures up different opinions different feelings in people and it sparks that conversation now how the conversation goes is between the the individuals here but ultimately nicole i think you would have to agree that by and large people just want to be happy right yes yeah. uh before we get into this though let's play a little bit of catch up how's things in uh in your neighborhood as it were good good i do have to tell you um so the kids obviously know that um mommy records a podcast they don't i don't know that they really understood what that meant they just knew that they had to be in a different part of the house and kind of keep the noise to a minimum so the other night um they were laying in bed we were just talking before everybody you know parted ways for the evening and I played like the very beginning of one of our episodes and they're like oh, that's you on there that's you talking and I said yeah and then as it goes on a little bit and they're like is he gonna stop talking so you can talk some more <laughs> <laughs> I said honey mommy thinks that every week <laughs> unbelievable so hello to my children. I love you. Um, now go to bed. No. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. Just to, like they just were waiting and they were listening and they're like, okay. So then I had to go pull up pictures of you on MWO and then talk about how long we've been friends and this whole situation. So it was really cool for them, but they were just, they're like, oh. We want to hear you talk some more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they are super excited that you wrestle too. So there's that. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Well, I'll try to keep my rants at a minimum this week. Well, let's, well this, Jesus, this kind of uh, brings up this question. Um, you know, some of the episodes that we've done have been very much M rated. Like, which ones are you playing? In oh, front yeah. Of them? Oh, no. I don't play. I literally do not play any of them. I was just playing like the intro where we do like the hey, you know, just catch up before we really get into the meat of our conversation. I don't actually play our podcast for them i just like showed them kind of where it was and they're like oh look at that that skull it, you know my kids are young so right right well that's what and, i was saying because i was like Geez, yeah oh no no that could be that not, could give no. these children nightmares <laughs> right no definitely not uh it's not something we're picking you know i'm not in the pickup line getting them from school and 
you know, there's Uncle Jason dropping F bombs and going on sidebars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. F bombs and sidebars. There's a new right? t shirt. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to play like the intro so that they heard everything. And then obviously just a little bit of banter between the two of us so that they kind of understood when mommy's quote unquote recording up in the office, this is what I'm doing. So yeah, no, do not play the episodes for them. <laughs> Definitely too young. So. so I would imagine that in their minds on various levels, all depending on, you know, the age or whatever, in their mind, you've got to be pretty much uh, like a celebrity of some sorts, right? My, you know what? It's funny you said that because as soon as they heard my voice, their eyes were like, oh, <laughs> that's you. And I was like, that is me. Like, it made me feel awesome. Like, it Oh, was I just, bet. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. So it was, again, because at their age, they're seven and eight, they don't, it's not like they know what podcasts are exactly, but the fact that I could go into an app and show them, you know, what, what was what, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I can, yeah. I, I can really appreciate that because like during the, we'll call it the heyday of the MWO years, like when we were at Terry's Lounge, you know, on a bi-weekly oh, yeah. basis, um, you know, we we drew good crowds and it was on a consistent level. And, you know, for a long time, you know, the MWO in, in that part of Flint, man, like we, we kind of ran the show around there. And it it would be odd. It would it was not odd. I don't know. It's there have been several times where I have uh, been out in public, like at a store, at a restaurant, at the mall, something like that, and I get recognized. And like they'll come up and you know they'll talk to me and say, you know, we we enjoy the show or this that and the other thing. My my kids a fan, blah blah blah. And like it, it every single time that it's ever happened. Like I, I, I come away from it feeling like there's a sense of pride because obviously something that I'm doing is registering. It's making an impact. It's making a difference, in, you know, on somebody else. And that's what the whole purpose of being in any kind of realm of entertainment it is. Um, but it's like, damn, man, like it's, it's surreal. Because as a lifelong wrestling fan, like I've had encounters with the WWE guys, and even as an adult, I'm just I'm starstruck, you know. And I kind I I take that into consideration when there is a kid who recognizes me at Meyer and you know wants me to take his picture with them or wants me to sign something, and that you know that's happened. Um. I've been out with other people and it's happened. And like it, it the, the moment comes and goes and they look at me, they're like, really? Like we can't, we, we can't go get a slice of pizza without somebody wanting, you know, blah, you know, what, whatever. It's sure. a little bit more, more colorful than that. I'm like, 
what do you, what do you want me to do? It's not like I'm wearing a big neon sign that says, hey, this is who I am and this is where I'm at. You know, it's just. It just but, if, but if you had a shirt, it would be available at Cafe Press. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Very well played. Um, so as, the fact the fact that you said at Meyer is like one of the most Michigan things you've ever said. You're like, well, you know what, Meyer. <laughs> I know it, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool feeling to feel like you are a big deal. You what you do registers and means something. It resonates. Mm -hmm. You know, like when my kids were very young and they were coming to the shows. You know, especially Austin, because I took, you know, we, <clears throat> he was at his first MWO show when he was a month and a half old. Oh, wow. Okay. And I did like the whole Lion King gimmick with him. You know, I got on the, on, on the second row looking out to the crowd and they handed him to me and I held him up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I forgot I did. That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, please tell me there's a photo somewhere of that. You know, if there is, I have not seen it. Really? Oh, that would be incredible. Because it was a very impromptu thing. You know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't something that I had planned out. It just happened. Like, and it was at the Christmas show that year. So, yeah. you know, I, I just got all up in my feels and I'm like, give me my kid. And <laughs> <laughs> you are a oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as far as doing a podcast or anything like that, space shows, I've only been been recognized once from that realm. Oh, okay. So far, it's primarily been MWO, but. The majority of our work is audio and mm -hmm. and i haven't done much with the youtube channel here lately that's going to change though i've really got to get new content up like i have ideas it's just a matter of getting a plan together and actually executing it and getting right. jim to get on board because one of one of my ideas is when we record tea time is to you know because we do it on skype like we do here but actually mm -hmm. upload this video and put like the logos and the graphics and the shit like that and upload it as video presentation too because a lot of a lot of the best moments of recording that particular show happens visually and mm -hmm. like i'm the only one that will ever see it right and i'm like damn man this is comedy gold. This is what people want to see. They want to see the facial expressions. They want to see the eye rolls. They want to see the mm -hmm. hand gestures. They want to see all this shit. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you meant? I, well, I swear to God, it's nothing quite on that level, but cool. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I don't, did we talk last week about, um, I can't remember, but I had seen Well, I, I can't tell you if we did or not, if you can't remember. Um, you had posted pictures of Jesse. Yeah, uh, the daddy-daughter dance. That the daddy-daughter dance. 
did, did we have a chance to talk about that? We did not. Well, let's play catch up. How did the daddy daughter dance go? It went well. It went well. Jesse had a good time. He said, you could tell the two different, um, I don't want to say classes because that doesn't sound right, but your blue collar dads and your white collar dads. There were dads that were in jeans with dress shirts and ties or um, flannel shirts and jeans and boots. And then there were dads in suits. So there was, he said, across the board, it was anything goes. Um, but they had a great time. Anna absolutely was just over the moon. I did her uh, nails and makeup and toenails and her hair and all of that and dress and well fancy glittery jewelry and all sorts of stuff so she was just in heaven and it was it ended up being a really special special time for them and yeah so well the the pictures were awesome you know Thank I, you. I was happy to see that jesse looked very happy looked like he was re ready to kill it and uh yep. you know and obviously uh looked like a little princess so i yeah. mean it's every, everything looked awesome so great i meant to ask you that i don't know why we didn't because okay start going on tangents and sidebars and i don't let other people talk and, you know <laughs> hey you know what i mean it, it's just my kids <laughs> that said that so you know i'm I'm sure no one else has ever thought. Bullshit. Let's not show. listen. Let's not. Don't even. Don't even come on here and start your bullshit. Because I know that there are people that, that feel that way because they tell me all the time. It's like, Jesus, will you stop? And I'm like, you know, no, this is my favorite one. Will you take a breath? I was literally, literally, that was going to come out of my mouth. I'm like, let's see where he goes with this. Because sometimes I'm like, That'd be great if he like took a breath and I could, you know, slide a word in there. Cool. <laughs> so maybe I need a flag. I need to make a flag, some sort of something of <laughs> <laughs> some, some, sort, some sort of way to indicate that I that I'd like to merge into your lane. <laughs> like one of those flag people on the side I of the road. I feel attacked right now. Can I just say that? <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. being yeah. attacked here. I mean, if I didn't talk, what? Okay. Hey. Other I, people I, could. No. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. That's cool. <sighs> anyway. Coffee's kicking in, you know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> right. And again, like I said, my kids are are seven and eight, so I mean, there's that too. No, oh, I get it. Yeah. All right. Time for this topic here. <laughs> uh, like I said at the start of the show, and no, I'm. This is serious. All all the haha -ha is off to the side here. What is wrong with you? What are you doing right now? 
I'm trying to get serious. I'm trying to put my serious face on because we can talk about some serious shit. And you're over here horsing around like we got like we got all the time in the world or something. Well, we do actually. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, well. <laughs> anyway, uh, last week we started tackling this thing of how to win at life, and. When you, when you frame a topic like that, you know, obviously all depending on your perspective, all, all depending on your experiences, your upbringing, all these things that have contributed to who and what you are here and now, um, that's going to, that, you know, your definition or your answer of how do I win at life is going to be different. Just like with anything. However, I feel like and this is where those pesky fundamentals of life things come into play. If we main, if we focus on bare minimum, if we focus on the foundation of anything, by and large, you're going to find out that number one, it's not that complicated. And number two, it is kind of laid out what is right and what is wrong. What is the right way to handle things? What is the wrong way to handle things? Generally speaking, anything that causes anybody else harm in a physical, emotional, psychological, or any other manner, that is bad. No matter what the reason is, no matter how you justify it, that is bad. Um, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Would, would you agree? For the most part, yes. What part would you not agree with? Well, a lot to unpack there. Um, I think very it's going to vary based on your perception. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And where who you are situationally, where you are in the situation. If you, I feel like being the Kool Aid guy and just bursting through this, but um, if oh you, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I I'm trying to be delicate about this. Don't be delicate. What do you? Why start now? <laughs> oh, because I am delicate. God, look at me. Give me a break. Um, like a hedgehog, but that's cool. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, I just, yeah, I mean, yes, if you go about things a certain way and it's wrong, I, I don't know, maybe let me circle back on this, let okay. continue, continue because I don't, I don't want to kind of lose our path on where we're going and for what I want to say to be misconstrued in any way. So maybe just circle back on this roundabout here <laughs> roundabouts and yeah yeah okay Fair sorry enough. about that oh hey that's fine i totally understand because i am very much somebody that you know when i'm met with something kind of deep whether it be real life conversation or a situation whatever the case is i've mentioned this many times i am very calculated 
Like I will I will take myself down and out of the equation to pro to properly process, digest, think about what is at the core here and then make my decision based on very rarely do I act on raw impulse. You know what I mean? And if I and if I feel like I'm fixing to go down that road, I will I will shut myself down and take it out of the equation immediately. And that pisses people off. But I would rather do that and just walk away. And if that if, and if it, if it upsets them because I have just shut it down and walked away, I would rather them be pissed at that than to be upset because of something that I had said out of raw emotion without thinking about it that I didn't you know, necessarily mean, but it was the first thing that, that popped in my mind. And words, you know, we have, we've talked about it. It is one of our most um, damning weapons at our disposal. And once it's out there, it's out there. The argument can be said, well, if it wasn't on your mind, you wouldn't say it. In my case, I can wholeheartedly tell you that that is not the case. It, it is the first things that pop in my brain at that moment. If I'm frustrated, if I'm angry, if I'm sad, if I'm heartbroken, if there's any kind of ill feelings in there, like, it's just, I, I don't know. That's why I like to, you know, I need to, need to shut it down. Because I'm, I'm getting to the point to where I'm not going to be able to hold my tongue and Nicole you've known me long enough to know that albeit it is very rare that I lose my shit like completely lose my shit but when it happens it is the, and I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to inflate anything or over um, exaggerate anything like when I completely lose it that is the shit that people talk about years down the line like I lost it at an MWO show in front of my roster after an, an event and just went off on every single one of them they still talk about that and a lot of them aren't even in the business anymore like anytime I, I talk to them after a while, they always bring that up. Um, I say all that to say um, that when you realize you get to that point, you are not winning at life. You are letting a lot of different influences outside to dictate your individual have a level of happiness what i want to do right now this is we're we're going to try to play with with technology a little bit which <laughs> we all know me and technology don't always see eye to eye but um during the crosstalk before we came on the air here nicole and i were kind of recapping what how we ended last week's show so what I want to do is play the last few seconds, the last minute or so of 
audio from last week's show so that everybody is all caught up and we know where, where we're going from here. This is a clip from the end of last week's podcast. So I've, I've been in both positions. And, and like I said earlier, there's, there's a level of responsibility. There's a level of selfishness that's required. And sometimes, a lot of times, justified. Because you're not, you are responsible for your happiness. You cannot put your happiness in someone else's hands. You are with you all the time, 24-7, laying in bed when you can't sleep and you're staring at the ceiling. It is your voice in your head. You know why you're not unhappy or you know why you are unhappy or you know why you are happy. Nicole, before we really go down this road, I want to say something. You've been on this show for a year, over a year now at this point. And in that time, we have talked about a lot of different topics, some heavy, some light, everything in between. Um, during your time here, like you have provided a lot of memorable sound bites. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, from my perspective, and ultimately, as far as the show goes, that's the one you really want. <laughs> <laughs> that clip is the most impactful thing you have ever said on here. Huh? And I say that because, like, I, I, when we recorded that, we do it on Skype, obviously, so I can see you when you're talking. And like I picked up on it then, I was like, man, this is something that she is pretty passionate about. But you can really hear it in your voice that this, this is something that personally means something you know, to you and how this, is a, this can be, could be a slippery slope on your individual track to win at life. Because anytime that you are met with or that you, you put out a, a position of anything that has to do with our own selves, all depending on how it's perceived is either a great thing or a bad thing. Because there are people that will rally behind that philosophy and especially if you're somebody who is known or who has demonstrated that you have always been there for everybody else you don't ever pay any attention to to yourself and subsequently when that happens like if you are get if you get around the wrong people with that philosophy this is where being used comes into play this is being taken advantage of being taken for granted all this other crap um, so when you take a position that you are responsible for your own happiness, there is a lot of truth to that. 
And the part that sucks about it, and it, it by and large is a small one, but it's it's a vocal one, is when you try to do anything for yourself, if it doesn't meet other people's expectations or what have you, then you're selfish. Then you're an asshole or you're a bitch or you're this or you're that. And oh, well, who does she or he think he is or her is and blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like there, this is an avenue worth tackling because you are absolutely right. In my opinion, you cannot stake your level of happiness on somebody else. You have to be good with you before you can ever be good with anybody else. What is it about this particular avenue that strikes such a nerve with you? I think because I went through significant life changes and with those changes in my quote unquote pursuit of happiness, I was called selfish. And I, and I'm among other choice words, sure. but when you are done with the status quo, when you are done feeling underappreciated, feeling used or whatever, and when you are done feeling uncomfortable and you make a change towards your own happiness, there is going to be a reaction. There is a shift. That unhappiness is shifting elsewhere. To someone else, to something else, something. Um, I, in my marriage, I was unhappy. I was not the person that I could be. Can I ask you this? Always. Just, just as a sidebar, um, you say you were unhappy in the marriage. Were you unhappy because of the way you were treated, or were you unhappy with something with within yourself? Everything. Okay. Everything. And what spawned it, though? I was, I had turned 30 and I was like, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I've done this for over a decade and looking at my life and it was like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to feel like this anymore every day. And realizing that if I did not take my own happiness If I didn't take control of that, no one else was. Because things will not change until until you make them change, until you make a situation change in one way or another. I I could have stayed unhappy 
in that marriage for God knows who, how long. Just the status quo. You have to make uncomfortable decisions to get on the right path. And again, it, it was selfish. And I, and I hurt people along the way. I hurt myself in some ways too. Um, thinking I was heading in the right direction and just not focusing on myself, focusing on what I thought was going to make me happy and not working on myself. Because if you are not okay in here, you're not okay out there. I have maintained that for a long time. You know, one of the very first episodes of the podcast centered very much around that. Have to be good with you or you will never be good for anybody else overall. You may, you know, you can, you can, you know, and it all goes back to you can try to fool yourself. You can try to, you know, justify that this road that you're on or what have you, like you can try to convince yourself that it's okay, that this is your lot life. But ultimately there is always going to be that feeling in the pit of your stomach or in the back of your mind that's, that, that reminds you, we ain't right. And we need to get honest with ourselves because I think that people who make quote unquote selfish decisions in an effort to become their best self, the best version of themselves, that is a huge and monumental step into winning at life. Because if there is any kind of ill feelings that you have about yourself, you will only get to a certain level of overall happiness. Because again, there's always going to be that reminder deep inside your soul. Like you can try to push it as far down as, as you can, but it's always going to be there. It may pop up when like you said last week when you're laying in bed staring at the ceiling you can't sleep because your brain is going in a million other ways other directions you're worried about this you're pissed about that you're sad about this you got this to worry about this is on the horizon it's real simple to get to let that darkness just cover up all of the light that is in your world for you to capitalize on for you to use as the foundation of your happiness because regardless of what your situation is as long as you wake up the next day that is your first blessing of the day and what are you going to do with it I can understand, Nicole, um, 
your particular scenario. You wake up one day, you're 30 years old, you do a quick recap of your life, like your life flashes before your eyes. You know, I mean, I do that all the time. If I find myself, like, especially like when I'm at work and, you know, because on, on, on assembly line for eight hours, nine hours a night, you know, you unless your mouth is running nonstop from the time you get there to the time you leave, if there is any kind of quiet time, which I, look, I don't talk a whole lot at work right now anymore. Well, I'm like sure I, because you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'll... I correspond with people, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not sit, sitting there having three, four hour long conversations with them. But I find myself doing a lot of looking back on my life and, you know, the I try to really, I try to put all the good memories at the forefront, but, you know, there are nights where I'm all up in my fields and it could be it could be sparked from something totally different, but it registers an ill feeling, which then triggers these snapshots in my brain of things that were less than ideal, less than favorable, that caused me some sort of ill feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I kind of am, because I too, you know, like right now, I am where you were when you turned 30. Like I, I'm making decisions that are pissing people off, that are hurting people, that are, um, you know, that they don't necessarily agree with for one reason or the other. Um, but I realized, and it took a horrifically catastrophic event to occur in my life for something to snap and make me realize that there is a lot of awesome in my life. There is. Um, My children are at the top of that list because I've got pretty awesome kids. Um, I have amazing friends. But there, you know, there was a big part of my fundamental existence that I realized I needed to address. Or another 25 years would have gone by and I did not want to look back on my life and look at it as a regret. I, um, and that's not to, and I don't want to paint a picture that my life has been doom and gloom and all this shit. That is not the case. Um, it had just gotten to a point to where, you know, look, I have made no bones about the fact that losing my brother, and I know we, we touch on this quite a bit. And I really try not to. I try not. I try not to let that event become 
what it is. It is because I can pinpoint that day and everything changed. Everything changed. In subsequent days, weeks, months, and now we're coming into years since then. Um, just hammers home the fact that we've got one life to live here. And it could be over in a heartbeat. Without warning, without anything. It just, it's, that's it. I refuse at this point, at this stage in my life, and I'll shut up here in a minute so that you can get a word in. Um, I say that tongue in cheek. I'm not offended. I'm just, um, <laughs> my seven year old <laughs> offended you. <laughs> I love it. My feelings are crushed. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, if we're going to win at life, there's got to be a degree of selfishness. You have to take care of yourself in every way possible. Physically, mentally, emotionally, across the board, you have to. Because otherwise, if you don't, shit's going to start shutting down. And it usually starts from the inside out. And if it gets to that point, it becomes very difficult to heal those types of wounds and mindsets and things of this nature. Do you agree? Yes. Um, when I went through that transition in my life, um, I, like I said, I made some decisions that were not the best. I mean, it, there was just, wanton disregard for other people's feelings and so while I, yes you are responsible for making yourself happy and yes there will be fallout from it and consequences but there's also this little kind of caveat to that of taking ownership and recognizing how your decisions are impacting other people and recognizing that there's a potential that I am hurting other people and there's a, a, a level of honesty and truth that you need to look within yourself and say am I going to be happy with how I'm conducting myself with this big picture now in hindsight I'm not proud of how I handled my situation but at the time I was flying by the seat of my pants so now I'm older and wiser <laughs> would probably handle things a little differently <laughs> so let me ask you this when 
you made the decision because I'm sure it wasn't like an overnight thing. Like it was something that you had spent maybe knowing you the way that I do. I would imagine it was a lot of nights, a lot of days, a lot of times going over pros and cons in your mind as as far as I am recognizing that I am not where I want to be in life. I really I am recognizing that I am not who I want to be in life and I need to make a change. That's not something that you just decided on a whim because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. This was something that you had thought a long time about. Um, when you decided, finally decided mm-hmm. to make that change and mm-hmm. we're coming to grips with, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. Were you all in from the beginning or did you try to, I don't know, for the lack of a better term, dip your toe into the water to kind of, you know, see what it, what things might be like if you decided to go down that road and, you know, to jump into that pond to make a new beginning for you. And did you have your, did you have an ideal end game in mind as to what a new life would look like? So, um, at that point, it was December of 2008, and I, like I said, I had just turned 30 um, in August of that year, and it was December 6th, and I said to my husband at that time, I am not happy. I'm not happy. These are the reasons I'm not happy. I am giving things three months, three months for us to turn things around and make some improvements, work on our relationship and our marriage and and all these other things. And I honestly, I got sick of talking to the back of his head, laying in bed at night. And I was in a drought. I was in an emotional drought. I wasn't feeling heard. Um, there was no um, like physical or emotional intimacy on any level. It was very much a, a, a roommate type situation. And I just didn't that wasn't where I wanted to be. That wasn't what I wanted my life to look like. And I said, I'm giving it three months. And I tried and it was, again, it was nothing. It was, it was not successful. So March 6th of 2009, I had been at a conference all day and I came home and I said, I'm leaving. And he sat in his chair and watched me pack up my Equinox and I left that night. And I stopped and I said, are you even going to say anything? Are you going to stop me? Could he have said anything that would have stopped you at that point though? Or had your mind already been made up? I think by that point, 
um, it was, yeah, I was already out the door. I was already out the door. So what and, difference would it have made if he did say something or to, or to try to stop you? What do you, what do you imagine that scenario would have looked like? I, truth be told, at this point, so many years now, I, I don't even know. Because I was so just, everything, it, we had tried for years, and you just, I was done. I was done. And um, right during that time, um, I made some decisions that in hindsight, I'm not proud of. And found myself very distracted from working on my marriage. But I was working on it alone. So it was kind of like, shame on you for doing this thing, but what you're doing over here is doing nothing either. So, um, yeah, in hindsight, it painted me in a horrible picture. Um, the fallout was pretty bad. <laughs> um, I learned a lot about myself and, um, I left for six months. And then I did go back. I went back. We reconciled. Uh, I went back in September of 2009. And then in, let me think, summer of 2010, we're like, yeah, no, we, we gave it a try and the reasons that it did not work were all still there. I mean, we were able to get the, not the newness back. I mean, there was obviously at that point, it's been, you know, over a decade we'd been together. But it was, um, it, it was, there were still fractures. There were still fractures and, and there was no, it was irreparable damage. And so, yeah. I eventually obviously found happiness, but it didn't end up looking like I thought it was going to. But I had to grow as a person so much. I, I thought that I found happiness and then it was just repackaged bullshit. You have laid out a very personal example and insight on what kind of commitment, especially mentally, you're going to make significant changes to your life to get to that level of happiness that you feel you deserve or that you're looking for. Um, 
obviously with I mean something uh, there's a lot of people that are in similar situations as the one that you just laid out. I mean the most the I mean the most personal of personal, right? Like it gets no more intimate on so many levels than that relationship or that time that you spend with your quote unquote significant other boyfriend girlfriend husband wife partner whatever um a lot of people can relate to that and like you know you you laid out the scenario that you had left for six months and you went back to reconcile and i had asked you right before you said that you know when you decided to make that decision that you needed a change, were you all in? Were you just kind of dipping your toe to see what the temperature of, of the water was going to be? How was that going to re- relay or relate to your your journey that you're fixing to embark on? Because there are so many people that have convinced themselves that yeah I'm, I'm a happy person but why are you happy because well i make everybody else around me happy well that's great that's wonderful that you're able to make other people happy are you happy i mean truly are you, i mean do you do you wake up every day with a sense of optimism with a sense of like a glow inside of you do you feel that way I mean, it's not going to happen every day, but it should happen more often than not. You should wake up every day feeling good about things. You should wake up every day ready to kick the day's ass. You know, and kicking the day's ass is not being a servant to somebody else. Your spouse, your significant other, your children, your boss. I mean, yeah, we all have responsibilities. We all have roles. We all have things that we have to do in a number, in any area of our lives, professionally or or personally. Like we all have roles, whether people want to acknowledge it as called that or not. And I realize that's that can trigger a lot of different emotions, especially on a personal side. Well, I'm I'm nobody's this, and I don't have any roles, and blah, blah, blah. Look, fuck that. Yes, you do. There is a level of expectation whenever you go into any kind of, of relationship as to what you are expected to be and do. It may, I mean, this is what, you know, this is a completely different topic, but I mean, all depending on how ingrained you are. The bottom line is this. If you are truly not happy with yourself, you are not ever going to be happy with anybody else. It has to start with you. If you if you take an overall picture of your life, like every possible aspect of it, can you honestly say that if you were to split it up between the things in your life that bring you happiness, joy, and love, and all the sunshine and rainbows, as it were, or the side that is less than favorable, which side has more check marks? 
if you analyze this kind of thing and you realize that there are more check marks on the negative side than there is on the positive side, well, what are you going to do about it? You can sit there and you can you can dissect. I mean, but this this requires you being honest with yourself. And that I mean, we, we've talked about this before. People have a serious fucking problem with having to be honest with themselves. Why? It, there's nothing wrong with admitting that you fucked up. That happens. There's even, pride. And people let their pride get in the way. That's it. And another thing that kind of... Um, my ex-husband and I didn't have children. So that obviously did not play into the whole situation. But I know several women who are moms and they're like, oh, my kids are my happiness. Mm -hmm. And I hear that and I adore my children. I have three kick-ass kids. They're fucking insane sometimes, but as kids are. Of course. But when I hear people say that, I'm like, oh, you really need to find happiness in you because your children are going to grow up. They are going to leave the nest. And then theoretically that, speaking, theoretically, if you've done things correctly, they're not <laughs> living in your basement, but uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, the housing market's really shit right now, so that's okay. But um, that's, uh, this is probably going to be a really unpopular opinion, but that's putting a lot of pressure on a child to be the parent's source of happiness. Do you, don't you think that's some undue pressure to put on a child? I think that's something that never gets talked about because... I just, um, that's a, man, that is a deep part uh, of your self-happiness, especially when, when it comes to parents, um, because I hear that too. My kids are my happiness. My life, they're, it, my kids are my life. Look, yes, <laughs> they are to a degree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I, I make no no bones about the fact that, you know, the decisions that I make in life, you know, that can and, and do affect my kids, like, I take that very much into consideration. But like, you're, but like you said, you know, they're eventually going to become adults. They're, you know, and they're going to have their own lives and their own families, and I'm not going to be that focal point, mm-hmm. you know. Um that is a controversial take and it it's controversial because it's based solely on individual experiences and how they were brought up and what their beliefs are and things of this nature if you you know you're not always going to match up like that you're not always going to see eye to eye so you're going to have a conflicting point of view not one side is better than the other though 
you know, because at the end of the day, it goes back to you do you, you know, and that's where the level of selfishness comes into play. And then you start getting scrutinized for it by one side of the equation, or you get, uh, you know, you're celebrated for it because you're making these bold choices, these bold decisions. Um, you, you can, you can draw happiness from your kids, but you can't center your happiness around your kids, in my opinion. Agree. You know? Because you, you're, you have to wear all these different hats in life. And I think, and I find myself like I need to be mindful at certain times that I'm not just wearing a mom hat. I have to wear a wife hat. I have to wear all these other things. And I think a lot of parents put on a hat and forget that they're also still someone's spouse. They are still these, they're, they're still responsible to these other aspects of their life. And I think it's doing a huge disservice to your children to live in an inauthentic way. Oh, we're, we're, we're staying for the, ch I, I'm staying for the children. Why? So that they can be unhappy, so that they can sense an unhappiness. Because you, that was some sort of sacrifice. Your happiness, your overall happiness, that was for the greater good. Like, I just, and again, I, I see it in so many relationships that I'm glad my parents were divorced. <laughs> and, and, and I'm glad that, in hindsight, that my ex-husband and I didn't have children. Because that would have been a mess to untangle out of. But I, I think, yeah, I'm just rereading that, the quote about how to win at life. It, it, it's just letting people do what they need to do. Yeah, um, you know, we we went down a very personal rabbit hole here, and um, it just, it, there's, this really could have been a multi-part series, mm -hmm. you know, because there's just so many layers to how to win at life and, and ultimately letting people just do whatever they're going to do because you know we we've tackled a couple of different aspects of this and i mean i almost feel like we we need to do a third part and and that is that would be the part of you know at some point you just got to let people go and whatever they're going to do they're going to do it does not have to be a determining factor as to how you go about your life or let it dictate your decisions or you know you if it's somebody that you care about it's somebody that you respect or or what have you i mean obviously you 
value their opinion, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to embrace it as your own course of action. Um, ultimately, you know, winning at life is, you know, there is no definitive, this is the answer, this is what has to happen. But the foundation of winning at life starts with your own individual happiness. And, you know, to circle everything back around is, you know, if, if you're not good with you, if there's aspects of your life that is not kosher, then change has got to be made. And uh, they're not always easy ones. And it's scary and all, and all of this. So kind of where we're at. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to this? No, I feel like I've, I've uh, talked enough today. <laughs> You've exposed enough of your heart on the show, as it were. Yeah, I just, you know, I try to be, I, you know, <laughs> I try to be, and I know this probably sounds cuckoo-cachoo, but. Well. I, not any more than usual, but I try to be respectful to the memory of my ex-husband um just because obviously he's not here to weigh in on the situation to say so i try to be authentic and real and i still accept my ownership over the aspects of our of the demise of our marriage <laughs> so that's you know if you catch some hesitation or I just want to make sure that I'm being respectful to that part of my life and that I am not um, talking shit on him. You know what I mean? So I, again, I apologize. Talking disparagingly, yeah. Right, right. So I apologize if there are some slow spots where I'm kind of like mm, shifting gears here, but I just, that's something that I want to be mindful about because he was a large part of my life and there were parts that were very good but um it did not work it was not it was not my happiness and so yeah that's kind of that's kind of where that's at so <laughs> sorry if that was a little stuttering no. around the loop in spots i just um i mean that's real life though i mean this, we don't have scripts in front of us. We don't have, we don't even have fucking bullet points. Like this, this is the topic. This is what, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. Let's just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew, I knew last week, as soon as that soundbite came out of your mouth, like it registered with me. I'm like, Ooh, this, this triggered something with you. Mm -hmm. And knowing you the way that I do, knowing you for as long as I have, like I, I pick up on, on things like that. I pick up on the subtle changes in your voice. I, I pick up on how, um, how everything comes across. You know, I have the benefit, you know, through Skype here, like I can see you while, you know, in real time while, while you're talking, I can see it on your face. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, shit, this, this triggered something. And, 
I mean, we could have sat there last week and knocked out a three-hour episode about this. Absolutely. You know, know, but we kind of wanted to, you know, like, oh, this this is a good stopping point here. This Mm -hmm. is about an hour, a little over an hour. That's, you know, that's a good amount of time. That's a drive to Detroit from here. Uh, (laughs) um, That's a commute for me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, But... I knew that this this registered on a very personal level with you, and you know, as all as any time that we've tackled something where, you know, you've kind of unlocked part of that part of your soul, and kind of kind of brought it out to the light, so to speak. You know, that's admirable because not a lot of not a lot of people have that capability. They keep everything bottled up. They keep everything locked down. Hey, I did it for the longest time, and I can be—I can look at, at anybody straight in the face, or you can believe every word I'm about to say. Is if I hadn't gotten to a point to where changes had to be made, and I was shown an opportunity to where I felt like I could express my inner feelings, my inner thoughts, fears, and, you know, the things that trigger anger and anxiety and all of this other shit. Um, if, if that situation had not arose to where I felt like I could comfortably relay that without being judged, without being ridiculed, without being, you know, without it becoming water cooler conversations, I would never, there would be no reason for me to do this. Like I would never unlock those feelings. I would, I would swallow that shit down because I've done it for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. Any ill feeling, anything that, that could be perceived as controversial or anything like that, anything that has caused me any kind of ill feelings. Instead of dealing with it, instead of, because a lot of it, you know, could result in confrontation. And I don't want to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? There's so much drama in the world right now. I want no part of it. I want no part of it. Um, Sometimes sometimes that happens. Sometimes you end up in the epicenter of it, though. Let's be real. Well, for real. (laughs) Right. You're absolutely correct. You know, it's, yeah. Um, But. You know, my my point is is it all starts with you, and it all starts with the level of honesty that you are willing to open up to yourself. The more open and honest you are with yourself, the better things will be in the long run if you're committed to it. I uh, I don't know what else how else to finalize my thoughts this week you no i feel like there's always there's always more there's always, there's more always tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh there's, it feels like there's always so much left unsaid but it's difficult it's <laughs> difficult to really access those parts and 
you know, in, in essence, when you're putting your your life out there for judging, I mean, <laughs> it's you know, you sometimes have to be selective in what you what you say. Absolutely, you are correct. Um, until you get to a point to where you just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, there's that too. There, there's that, and yeah. that's that's the portion, that's the uh, the stage that I'm coming into, Nicole. I just, and I don't want to uh, listen. <laughs> My God, that could be. Are we going episode two point five? Or no? I'm like, man, is this? Are we going four parts on this motherfucker? No, we're not. <laughs> We're just going to dial it back a little bit. We'll go ahead and put a bow on this. And uh, as Nicole spits her drink out all over because yes, it's like so funny. I completely slipped my dripper there. Don't mind me. Slipped my dripper. Goodness gracious. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we certainly appreciate everybody tuning in uh, to, this, to this week's show as well as every other show that we do. And... Uh, for any feedback, you can send us direct messages to our Facebook page, Klaus to the Heart, or you can go to our website, KlausToTheHeart.net, where you will see the links to emails and other contact information. And as always, don't forget to check out Nicole's favorite uh, website. That's CafePress.com forward slash CTTH Story, the official online store of the TFC Podcast Network. <laughs> One breath. Damn, I am good. Anyway, uh, Nicole, always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to to doing this again next week. Sounds good. Yeah, highlight of my week. Just saying. (laughs) You may want to tell your face that. Is that what what was coming? I feel like that's what what was coming. You might want to let your face know. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, be awesome to yourselves and to each other. We'll see you next Tuesday beginning at midnight with a brand new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, a flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm.